0: We're live, ladies. Clitterati. So, we have a very exciting guest here today to talk about how she keeps pleasure alive while being a badass clit, a creator, leader, innovator, teacher. You know the acronym. You may know her from American Idol, interviewing people like Lizzo on her radio talk show, The Morning Beat, or maybe you're one of her 1.6 million TikTok followers. Please welcome Michaela
1: Gordon. Oh my god, Welcome. that was like such an intro. I'm like, okay, I, hope I can like do a good job. And you're she's like, oh gorgeous. yeah, I'm really amazing. <laughs> but I didn't put my lead in. I might have, but I know.
2: I have to know how cool was it talking to Liz- interviewing Lizzo. She is one of my idols.
1: Yeah, I first of all, it's so nice to be here. I love that you're like having these conversations. It's so important. I wish that I had this. When I was in my twenties, it would have probably mm. saved me a lot of time. So thank you for letting me come in and, and join you. Uh, Lizzo was amazing. Lizzo, I'm obsessed with. Um, I feel like she really gives a lot of freedom to her sensuality and to her body and loving it the way that she, um, the way that she is. And so she was so funny. She was so fun. Um, she taught me how to twerk. Because that was like the most important cool.
2: thing. Not jealous at
3: all. Right.
1: <laughs> and I was like, how do I look
3: hot? That was the most important thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: But she was amazing. God, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, twerking in the club.
2: Yeah, no, I've, I, we, so one of our guests came on recently, Jessamine, um, and she called it like your body liberation journey. And I just loved that phrase so much. And, you know, Lizzo just one of those people. I feel like she's so authentically herself that it gives me permission. And yeah. I just feel like we need more artists like that out mm-hmm. there. We're just, we're just huge fans of Lizzo here. Yeah. So the Channel Q is an audio destination for LGBTQIA news, right? Yeah. Um, music, live talk shows and podcasts. What had you become the host of The Morning Beat? Can you tell us a little bit about like what brought you to be interviewing people like Lizzo?
1: Yeah, you know, I um, I was I had a residency at the Cosmopolitan at the time. I was singing in a showroom, and I got this call about doing like a ra- a national radio show. And I've hosted, but I didn't do radio. And I um, I was like, no, no, I, I don't want to do it. Like, I'm just gonna keep singing. And then I had just read this book that said, say yes to everything. Like, just say yes to opportunity, and then <laughs> like figure it out. And I was like. Ugh. Okay, I'll come I'll mm-hmm. do it. Like, and then figure in. it out. Yeah, like, yeah, what what just... book what book is this? <laughs> it was the um how to uh what is it, how to influence friends and um Ooh, yeah you know what I'm talking about yes
2: I do it's like how to make fr- like how to influence, and people, influence and, people and, and like when people over yeah it's by Dale Carnegie right yes exactly yes it yeah. came out in like the 40s it's like a it's like a staple book yeah
1: yeah yeah and also now I'm like it did come out in the 40s from like a white male so maybe I shouldn't take all of my advice from that <laughs> but like is that problematic <laughs> oh, but, but I, I said yes and I um when I started I loved that the motto was like party with a purpose because it is for our LGBTQ community and we want it to be fun, but you know, being mm-hmm. gay isn't all just about like throwing glitter at each other. You know, it's like, we need to be having these big conversations. Like why do we have pride? Do you know what I'm saying? Like
2: mm-hmm. we have pride
1: because 23 trans women have been murdered this year. And I wanted to talk about that. And I wanted to not only, you know, I identify as a lesbian and I, I, Wanted to do more for my community than just like be with women and like sing Mm -hmm. at all the gay prides. And it really just started opening up these huge conversations and became like this safe space and place to talk about intimacy and everything that goes around that and sexuality and body shaming and body issues. And now, I mean, that's really what all of our conversations are focused Mm -hmm. around when our Mm -hmm. celebrities come on they know that that's where we're going to go. And so it's just been really like, for me too, extremely educating and and things that I never even knew that I'm
2: learning. What are are some of the things that you didn't know that you're learning now? Educate us. (laughs) I feel like I don't know anything sometimes. Well, I I mean,
1: not to be so specific to like the community, but I guess because it's pride month, you know, I just didn't know how other people struggled with their sexuality. I didn't know Mm. that, you know, like bisexual men um, oftentimes felt like emasculated, right? Like, mm. because um, they were like, no, I am I am not gay, I am bisexual. And even within our own community, we're kind of mean to each other. And just, you know, what trans women experience. And even as a lesbian, I've always said, um, I feel like I dated men in the past, but I feel like identifying as bisexual sometimes can be very fetish sizing, like oh, I'm not okay. respected with my girlfriend. Like it sometimes seems like it could be an invite for like the male to be like, Oh, do you need a third? Oh, do you need me? And oh. I was like, not into that. And so being able to just like say that out loud and like have a place to have that conversation. It yeah. um, was just like really nice to feel empowered about it.
2: I have to be honest. And I, I don't know if this is completely political. Like I, I find myself, Dancing on the Kinsey scale. I've been with men, I've been with women, but I kind of like feel like I don't deserve to say I'm bisexual in like the gay community, in the LGBTQ community, because I'm with a man. And so I'm like, like I don't have to deal with a lot of the the social, you know, situations that a same sex couple does. So it's kind of like I feel like I'm not really a part of the community. And I don't know how, how that, how, I guess you're more inside the community than I am. Like, is that people, is that really how people feel inside the community? Am I like onto something or am I like wrong?
1: We just had this, uh, this conversation, um, with a woman that I'd like for you guys to also meet. She's pretty great. She's bisexual. She's a doctor. And she said that a lot of times bisexual men and women feel like they don't deserve, to be a part of the community but the bee is very silent still in our community and yeah. we we kind of do it to mm. ourselves like if you're a man if you're with a man now then it that then you're just straight like you you should be able to like play with us because it's like right. easy for you now right but that's a sentiment that a lot of men and women share i had a friend who was married to a woman for 9 years and then she chose to be with a man and then had a child. And she was like ostracized from the community for a little while. And they were really mean to her. And that was like, just from us. And we had to continue sharing that like, you are what you identify as. Mm. And you can be bisexual and have never even been with a woman. You can just know that you've had thoughts about wanting to be with women, but you've been with men only. I mean, it's not so black and white.
2: Wow. wow. I know it's, it's tricky even like within it, within the conversation. So did you,
1: did you grow up like dating women? Were you always out? No, my, my mom was a lesbian. She was with my dad wow. and then she was with women. And it's crazy because my dad's mom, my grandma also chose to be with women. So I'm like a third generation. lesbian. <laughs>
2: wow. wow. And your grandmother was such, I mean, what a, I mean, imagine what it was like for her when she was our age. That's like, I can't even imagine.
1: Listen, she sure was. And she was with a black woman and they were together for 35 years in the seventies. And it was like, <sighs> ugh, she was just a legend. She did not care. Um, so wow. I, I did it. I, I, Did not have a difficult time like coming out to my family. It wasn't like that. I I also never had a coming out story. I dated Mm. men. I didn't date. Like I was just like I want to be a star. I want to be a singer, and that's all I care about. And that's Mm. literally all I cared about. And then after like my career started doing well, I started dating when I was like nineteen, and I lost my virginity to this guy. Um, and then I dated another guy and then I dated women. Like I knew that I wanted to be with women. And then when I decided to be with my partner now, we've been together for six years. I didn't come out. I just started bringing her to my events and introducing her as my girlfriend and, and whoever was cool with that was cool with it. But I also just didn't care. I I never felt like I needed to like do a do a thing, you know?
0: But that's also no, well, it was already, already so normalized in your family.
1: Yeah, and that's Such a really a privileged gift. position to come from. Like a lot of people have a very difficult coming out story and it's and it's awful and that's not to take away I just was privileged enough to not have to to do a big shindig.
0: It's nice to hear.
2: Yeah, hopefully as we move forward as a society we hear more stories like yours and not yeah. these like Really challenging, heartbreaking stories, you know? Um, so would you say because of their like family that you've always been pretty outspoken about your like, obviously your identity, but what about your, a lot of times in our show, we talk about really communicating and being outspoken about our needs and our desires. That's, I think, something that a lot of people, especially women can struggle with. Have you always found yourself to be outspoken about those things or was there a journey for you around that as well? We've been doing
0: Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the No BS Guide to Self-Pleasure and Sexual Intimacy.
3: And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to a hundred real quick and... Blow any partner's mind in bed.
0: Included in this and free gift is two free audio trainings. Self-pleasure is self-love. And our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes uh, and a fan favorite from our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh,
3: yeah. Mm. So, to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com. Backslash guide because clitorati, it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts. Pussy,
2: pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girl. Says to the show,
1: you know, I was always outspoken, not even so much out of confidence, but like out of survival when it came to like a lot of different things. But sexually, um, I'm still like learning my body, like not to be like weird or anything, but, like the other day we were, ha- like people always make a big deal about like their nipples and I'm like, I don't, it doesn't do it for me. Like I don't care. The other day, <laughs> I don't know what happened. It did it for me. And now I'm like obsessed. And I'm like, I'm 33 years old. It, I like, I didn't know, you know, but what did about. you do? Girl, I don't know. I was just do? like getting ready to orgasm. And I, I don't even know why I
2: did. But I was like, I just wait, can that. we, could, wait, was this, were you with a partner was this was like a self pleasure moment?
1: Uh, no, I was with Lisa and we were like being intimate okay. and for whatever reason, I was like, I want it. Like I want to <laughs> you feel know, these nipples. Like I just, I don't know why <laughs> because my girlfriend's like, I love that. Well, because people make Your a big deal. To you. They, they're like, the nipples feel so good. One of my friends is like, oh, I'm obsessed. So I was like, nipples do your thing. And they like did. And I was like, totally. I was like, (gasps) it changed my orgasm. I like loved it.
0: But you you, like like, mm -hmm. communicated your desire to your your body (laughs) and your body responded. This is is like magic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
2: Yeah. I had a very similar experience of not understanding the whole nipple thing. And then with one of my past partners, We're doing like tantric lessons. I've shared this on the show. This was like years ago. And she taught us how to do like a, I'm just like, we're on video right now. Nobody can see us, but like how to do a tantric massage and you gently, like you take your fingers so softly and you start from like the outer edges of the boob and you slowly move to the center of the nipples. I shit you not, I had an orgasm just from that. You did? He wasn't touching me anywhere wow. else. Yes. Like an actual nipple orgasm. And so when my Tatric teacher came on the show, I was like, you have to teach everyone how to do breast massages. <laughs> that's amazing.
1: Wait, that's great to have a Tatric teacher. I'm telling you, I, I did not grow up in a house where we were allowed to talk about sex. My mom, even though she was like a lesbian, was also, there was a lot of like, trauma surrounding that. But she was like, if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. I mean, when I mm-hmm. was like 15, I took a pregnancy test because I was like, I might be pregnant. I'd never had sex. I didn't even do anything. <gasps> like I was terrified. Oh my God. I, never...
0: I Those same things happened to me. I was like, I could be pregnant. Yeah.
1: Yes. So I was
0: terrified. terrified. <laughs> I know. So,
1: so then I lost my virginity late. And then when it started to like have time to have sex, like, I was really disconnected to my sensuality and sexuality. And maybe if you didn't know me, you maybe wouldn't think that. Cause I do I have like a big mouth and I like, you know, do like get what I want. I'm like, what's up? But I didn't like know nice. me. And so mm. then when I was like with Lisa, when I was with women, I knew that like, that's where I wanted to be. Like that's, that feels good for me. And then we yeah. just slowly been like, navigating our bodies over the past six years and there's just still so much I think that comes with it
0: Mm. well it's it's so interesting that you like we've said this quite a bit on the show just because you grow up in a family where your parents are gay or your mom is gay the sex is just as much a part of that relationship as it is anywhere else which is not very much so to be repressed sexually no matter like what orientation your parents are makes complete mm-hmm. sense.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and and it's so great cuz I love what you're pointing to is like really learning yourself and before we started recording we were talking about the concept of a full body fuck, yes. Love it. And so we're and we're bring, we we want to bring that into the shows and ask more people about this like what is your relationship to being a full body fuck yes like in life in in intimacy, like where, now that we've talked about that, where would you say your relationship to that is?
1: First of all, I love the full body fuck, yes. And I'm going to take that with me when I leave this show. I love it. It's such a great way to like, you know, put boundaries down. I'm not great with boundaries. It's something that I've had to learn. And I think that for me, at this point in my life, I just don't want to do anything that doesn't feel good. And also, like, I think that in the pandemic, especially for me, I learned that, like, and I think a lot of people have to learn this, like, just doing something, because that's how we've always done it, just isn't enough anymore. Like, I'm going to ask questions. I want to know why we have to do this. I want to have to understand whether it's a decision with myself. Why? Like, what's my why? Like, what's the why? Like, why do I have to listen to this guy tell me what to do? Or whether it's my job sex. And I really just want to be very open-minded to everything. And so it is just as simple as if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. And I, it, it doesn't matter mm. just based off of self-respect and, and boundaries or, or just because I just don't want to do it. Like sometimes that's just an answer. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to.
0: But why don't you want because
1: to? I sense- <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's actually and so funny. Enough. Yeah, that's enough, yeah. right? It was. Like, I literally had this moment with my roommate the other day. She was telling me about something, and she's like, "I don't." She's like, "I just don't think I'm gonna do it." And I was like, "Really?" I was like, "How come?" She's like, "I don't feel like it." Yeah. And I just started <laughs> laughing, and I was like, "I don't know how to argue with that logic. That's a totally good reason." Yeah. Like, that's why? Because nice. I don't feel like I don't
1: doing it. want to like <laughs> that's. It's yeah. not my, you know, and it's, it's not my job to explain it. And I mean, respectfully, like if my, if Lisa asks me, like, I'm not going to, and I want to, like, I'm going to be yeah, I'm yeah, mature, yeah. grown up when I say that. <laughs>
2: right. but I I don't want to eat my vegetables. Yeah, yeah
1: I'm like, no, but I, I do think that we have to normalize, especially as women feeling very comfortable being like, the answer is no. And there's nothing else to say. Yeah. yeah. But no.
3: Ooh, that was really hot when you did that. No. That was yeah, like yeah. Okay, sugar. Yeah, something so embodied about a no. Like, I I'm not even kidding though. Like when you said that, there was an energy that was like you were so clear. Even though you were just like kind of playing that out for us, there's a clarity to your choice that is attractive. Yeah, and that Mm -hmm. is
0: what a full body fuck yes really is. It's what if the all you said yes to was the only thing that would really resonate with your entire body it's not a maybe it's a full body fuck yes or it's a no well
1: i think what's sexy about it from anybody is like the the self-respect it exudes and like the confidence Mm -hmm. in yourself to say no
2: because i think well and i think i think yeah and i think like you said that self-confidence the first step is actually giving yourself the space to like is this a yes or a no? Because I think so many people, including myself sometimes, I'm so out of touch with my body or my spirit that I'm like not sure what's a yes and a no. Like with anything in life, right? Like, do I want to take this job? Do I want to do this? Like, And allowing yourself the space or creating a practice where you can just be mindful with your sex or your body Mm -hmm. and listen. Like I think the first step in a full body fuck yes is to actually like create space to listen to yourself, which I think... I I think a lot of people don't do for them.
1: Well, somebody told me a mm-hmm. while ago, and sometimes it just sounds so simple. But she was like, "How you decide if it's a yes or no is if it's fun. Right? Does it does it sound fun? Does it sound like a fun thing to do? And if it scares you, but like you're gonna have fun because you're trying something new, that's a yes. If it doesn't sound fun, mm. then it's a no. Not that everything can be like fun, but." Jobs can be fun. Like doing things that challenge you can be really fun. Like if it's not fun, I don't want to do it.
3: Right? Yeah, totally. And it's tricky I for the that. mind to keep creep up in there. Like, what is what? How do you know when it's your mind versus your body? Because like sometimes for me, like during the pandemic, uh, major part of the lockdown here in the U.S., which um, was for about a little over a year, I'd say. We're in the aftermath of what that looks like in living in Los Angeles, but nonetheless, I uh, sexual trauma came up for me right at the beginning of COVID. My body was like, "Bitch, you're ready to focus on this now and heal this." And it was trauma from nine years ago when I was 19, and I was I had a traumatic sexual experience in college, right. and um, I was working with a uh, somatic body worker who was telling me, basically summed it down to this. You, my mind was a yes, but my body was a no. And what she created was so interesting. She's like, the mind comes first and then the body. And we want to sync up the mind and body. So just speaking to a listeners out there who maybe don't know what it feels like for your body to be a yes, that's totally valid because our mind is so tricky that our mind might be like rationalizing why we should stay in a job. For example, as you pointed out, like... Why you know are we a full body fuck yes to our career, and it's easy for the mind to come in and justify that for us and have us not be in our bodies, but rather be in our mind, rationalizing if we are a yes or if we are a no versus truly knowing what it feels like to hear the body.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's something I didn't even think about, and I think that's incredible. I um, and I'm so sorry for for the trauma that you dealt with. I'm so happy that you were able to like work through it.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much.
2: Well, this is clit talk, so I feel like you knew this question was coming at some point. We want to know what turns you on. My nipples. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we already went I've
0: over already this. Said it to
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's like, it's funny though too, because oh. I had uh, breast implants. I got breast implants twice, and then I took them out altogether. But everybody kept saying, like, you might lose sensation in your nipples when you got your, when I got my breasts done. And then I was like, okay. And they like cut them off and they put them back on and like uh, twice. And then it's so exciting that like, there's still like sensation. So we just, we love that. But I think, um, mm. I think what turns me on, I'm like funny. I love a funny human being. I, humor really is like so sexy to me. And I think that I think that when you're funny and, and, and then you're like relating on a very personal level, you know, you flirt and then you can like have that moment of, of being like, oh, like they're hot. Oh, this is like, now I'm getting like tingly because I'm like imagining (laughs) what it would be like. And that's just so sexy to me. And I think that like with Lisa, like Lisa's so sexy to me. I think that she's really, really cool. But I also think that we really connect mentally and that's important to me. And then, you know, when we take it to the bedroom, whether I take the lead or she takes the lead, we were so connected because I can't just like fuck somebody, you know, like I have to be like, I need to like feel you. And then like, when I feel you, then I want to get like, Crazy. Like I want to get like wild with you. Like I wanna like have fun with you. I wanna like do whatever in bed with you. I think being open-minded is also really great. Um and and really a turn on because you get to like see what you like and what you don't like. I wouldn't want anybody like closed-minded because I'm like, I'm also trying to explore and I want to know what like you like so I can turn you on.
2: So you so you like to yeah. get connected and then wild. So like what's the wildest like? Well, thing you've not ever done?
1: much because I'm a psycho. I um <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we literally we're good together. But I remember, I really like want to be this person, and I just I think like, I can need therapy. I was like, Lisa, I want to have a threesome, and she was like, Okay, we can have a threesome. Like we can go to San Francisco and like have a threesome. And I was like, Great! And then I was like, Let's imagine it first. So we were like in the bedroom, and I was like, ima- We were like role playing, and I was like imagining that this like hot-ass girl was like in the room with us and all of a sudden I like started getting jealous of this made-up girl and I was like Lisa do you like so you like her so you like and she was like you fucking said you wanted the three you're making her up she doesn't exist and I was like okay Lisa okay
2: and then I was like maybe that's not the road we go down but I that's like a good extra that's like a good piece of advice for someone who's considering it like imagine it first and if you get mad at the imaginary person yeah don't do
1: it turn me on like well i didn't Mm -hmm. make a soul for that but you know usually like if i know it's not really gonna happen but in my head like they do like i just i like literally just think women are so sexy and i just like it's all hot to me but physically doing it I think it's like a no, just because I'm like, that's nothing. Get off of her. Well, you know,
0: there's there's a difference between fantasy and desire. And that's something that we really distinguish on the show. Like fantasy is something that you're allowed to explore and it's in your head and it's nothing that you actually intend to do. And a desire is something that you actually intend to do. So
1: yeah, it's fun to But fantasize. you know what I would... I don't know... You guys have done this, but I think I'd be open to this is like having sex in front of people, like nobody that joins us, but oh, I yeah. would have sex in front of people.
3: I, I mean, did that you one. You did?
2: <laughs> sh- sh- Our entire I, cast went to a sex yeah. party. Wait, I want to go to a I sex
0: party. I got pregnant <laughs> there.
2: Oh my God, it's getting juicy. Enough about me. By my husband.
1: No,
2: I, I figured it out. <laughs> well, oh we. We threw Wait, I want to go. We throw play parties. We we're we very, can invite you to the next party. I want to go to a sex party. <laughs> That's <Okay>. amazing. <laughs> I'm pretty
1: good. I'm going.
2: <laughs> they are super fun. Got well, it. There's, there's, well, yeah, and, the, and right. especially when you're in a community of people, and it's not like strangers. Like we actually have a community of friends, so it's a really safe, like nurturing, <laughs> loving environment. Versus like Lindsay the one that the sugar. three of us, yeah, <laughs> the one that the three of us went to was like strangers, and I was like, ah, which could be fun too. It depends it was on your fun. Well, you got yeah. pregnant. I think both are fun. Well, was you got pregnant. you had a real good
0: time. I had a real good time. I was Wonder <laughs> Woman and my husband was Clark oh Kent my God, it was I Halloween. Love it. So, it was it was a, it was a blast. So, something that I want to ask you about that um that specifically as a lesbian couple, you posted recently about looking for a sperm donor from the HRC fertility and, um, that's something specifically, are you guys looking to have a baby or is that something that... Yeah, you're... yeah,
1: we are. We, um, we're not looking to get pregnant for like another two or three years. I don't want to rush it. No. I mm-hmm. don't feel like we live in a society where we need to rush it anymore. I'm, you know, cool being in my late thirties or forties, whatever. What I'm, I don't have like, there's like no ageism for me when it comes to having children.
2: mm I
1: love, I love hearing yeah, you that. Yeah, well, I think that. it's important. I think it's really important because I, I feel mm-hmm. like also the conversation has come up a lot because we're open about the fertility journey, but we've said, you know, we're doing it to freeze our embryos. I want to be able to take advantage of the fact that I can have 33 year old eggs that are like waiting for me. But we did specifically look, we're specifically looking for, um, an Armenian man because Lisa's Armenian. So we would like to sort of have the baby. I'm Italian and Russian. So we like to like mm. have the baby sort of look like what we would look like. And her oh, culture is really that. important to her. Yeah. So that's like important to us to, you know, kind of do it, do it that way. But let me tell you something. Sperm shopping is a fucking nightmare, you guys. It's like the pressure. I'd rather just meet a guy at the bar and be like, say I you go through like like like, and then you can like hear their voice, and you're like, what? And then you can like sometimes see a baby picture, and then you're like, is this the is this the guy for my child? Like, the pressure is unbelievable.
2: It's like So you don't meet them in person. You're just like looking through a book, it's yeah, like Sperms it's like RS. library, kind of.
1: first of all, I also because <laughs> our listeners are gonna may- maybe need to know this. Our listeners, your listeners, and my, you're not my listeners. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hours. they're yours right now <laughs> they, um, they it's all online but I thought it was in person because when they told me where to go they were like it's library on Fairfax and I was like that's weird but okay I'll go to the library on Fairfax whatever. and then Lisa was like Michaela that wouldn't even make sense like also we're in a pandemic so why would you be able to physically go and I was like I don't know you don't go in person it's like all online and it's called Fairfax <laughs> and so I was like oh I'm an idiot. <laughs> but it's she shows up at the library, I, she's like, Where's the sperm aisle? <laughs> the person's like, What? Yeah, and this is like, about? even if that was valid, we're literally in a pandemic. <laughs> like you can't even go to the gym. You think you're gonna go to yes. like sperm? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They told me to go to the Fairfax Library, <laughs> damn it. Have a mask on. Oh, Jesus. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious. Well, wow. thank you so much for being with us and just having an open, honest conversation. You are a very talented singer, as well as you have a hilarious YouTube channel. Can you please tell our <laughs> yes. listeners how they can subscribe, keep in touch with you, follow you? What's the best oh way God, to keep amazing. you in their lives? Thank you. Yeah.
1: it's um, My YouTube is Michaela Gordon. You can follow me on Instagram at Michaela Gordon. Our YouTube is really fun. Um I don't have a lot of shame. So that's how my comedy is. It's like all out there, but follow me. And I have a new pride song coming out next week called cry love. I'm performing Ooh. this weekend. At Denver pride for all the lesbians. So I'm so nice. excited.
2: Ooh, love, love those yeah. Denver lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay that's awesome and then um, so we'll we'll definitely put links to all of your YouTube channel everything in our show notes as well and we'll have to yeah, help promote your you. spot next thank week thank you that's yes so and then also
1: DM me so that you can tell me how to get me and Lisa to the sex party because we want to try it
3: the sex party Yeah, well, girl, you have my phone, phone number <laughs> just don't tell Susan <laughs> just don't tell
1: Susan we're all good
0: don't tell Susan <laughs> well she's probably going well, to listen okay, to this okay block Susan okay that's true just
3: block her on
2: social media. Block her from this just one episode. Block her.
0: We'll block her from listening to this episode.
2: That feels great. Uh, we're do- for those people who don't know, Susan is Sugar's mom. She's the one that introduced us to Michaela. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're joking about. Um, yes. I'll start a group text with you, me and Sugar. I'll, you know, leave Katie out of it because she doesn't really do that sorts of thing. <laughs> I did it
0: once. Then, you know, maybe yeah. when I want to get pregnant it, again, I'll She might want to be included
2: yes. on the group chat just to
3: be a fly on the wall, the conversation of the logistics <sighs> upon arriving to the party, then you can really get in the world.
2: Okay, yeah, you know yeah, what? I will start a group is. chat with the four <laughs> the of us. You
3: sense. can see the whole conversation okay. from beginning to end. So yeah, much communication required. Um, yeah, to, it eh, is. You know. It's true. It's the kind well, of have everyone a be up, set up like super powerfully, you know, just um, to go into that environment, yeah. really knowing what they what they what they want, what they desire, so they can really experience manifesting that, taking actions that support that. So yeah, it's sex party that is, um, let's say, really intentional and conscious, you know? And one thing I'll say to complete that thought is that when we're dealing with sex, we're dealing with the most potent form of energy, you know? Like sex magic is said to be, um, we talk a lot about that a lot on Clip Talk, that you can manifest your desires through your sacral chakra, through practices like sex magic. So um, something that Lindsay and I are really responsible for is recognizing that when you bring a bunch of adults into a room that are starting to get sexual, there's actually an opportunity to come together as a community to check in to see what do you want to manifest? What are your goals this week? You know? We yeah, do like an attention um, circle. And like, also, talking about and, what are and your and biggest you, fantasies? What are your biggest desires? Let's help you facilitate that tonight and we support each other in that.
2: Well and you and you can and you can literally say like I only prefer women. I'm only here to be with my partner and we're just here to watch. But you know, if you want to make <laughs> out with me that's cool or like whatever I, your truth is for that I think night. this is
1: so incredible. I had somebody tell me one time to right before I orgasmed think about something that I was trying to manifest. Um and I thought that was amazing. Mm but I didn't know about sex magic. And actually it makes so much sense. I'm like so intrigued by what that means. Cause I love how you are taking sex and using it as like healing also. And like, yes, in yeah, such a magical absolutely. way, because um, it's just often, I feel like we've, I, I feel like for me, I, I always felt like sex was like very, overly sexualized and like corny and nothing wrong with porn. <laughs> but like, that's like how we, like I was like, Like that's how that was sex to me.
2: Like I was like, Whatever. And Yeah. Well, and that's that's why like we've been doing this podcast for like over three years now at this point. And we were having so many tools brought into us. That's why we've created like we've created a whole like seven week sex and empowerment digital course that we're releasing in the fall with like all of our best tools and our and our we're also communication coaches. So we're gonna be like doing that through the process and we're gonna be doing the whole thing live and like starting in September. I'm obsessed so really with really
1: I literally, I know like this is <laughs> up, but I'm like dying now because I think that's so special. Because I feel like to Sugar's point, I um I was also I dealt with sexual abuse as well. And so having been so you know shut down growing up talking about sex to then having sexual trauma, I feel like there's so many blocks that I don't even know how to talk to Mm. Lisa about and even though I want to I'm like I don't even know how to navigate to make it like this full round experience you know
0: yeah
2: yeah well that's
0: what we're teaching people how to do yeah so that's really amazing
2: we actually we actually have a free five-day live event that's happening when is that happening Katie it's, it's like a mini July, it's like a mini version of our course. It's like a five day like a free thing. It's July
0: nineteenth to the twenty third, and it'll be at ten a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Zoom morning for on Zoom for it's virtual for about forty five minutes every morning, and we that'll be our sec, second time running it, and we just saw so many incredible trans, full transformation and the women who mm-hmm. participated in our last round that we wanted to offer it to our Clitorati again before we launch our full I love full it. Digital I'll course. do it. I, yeah. at least so. This we like, is
1: the 20th of July. Okay. So we're taking that whole week off to like have sex and go on vacation. And this is like the, per- oh, I'm not perfect. kidding. Like, it's like <laughs> the most perfect time. Oh
2: my God. Oh, wow. Okay. I am okay. It was like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay cool well, well
0: yeah, you can you... sign up at wwwclittalkshowcom backslash
2: self-love self-love self for all of our oh my God, I'm
1: so yeah all right great well that was a yeah. little nice
2: off-the-cuff conversation
1: i know i, know. <laughs> I love you guys i can't wait to meet lisa and, and do the five-day um classes i think it's so special yes. what you guys are doing really yes. i can't say it enough
3: Oh, fuck yeah. I just have one question. Are you a full body fuck yes to the free five day sex and empowerment?
1: Uh, I am a full body fuck (laughs) yes, honey. I'll be there. There's no no (laughs) no involved in that. That's a full fuck yes. Amazing.
2: (laughs) Amazing. All right. Well, with that, Clodriada, I don't really think there's anything else to say. We love you and we will see you next Tuesday.
0: We are so proud to present to you a pride song called Cry Love by Michaela Gordon.
1: You might be afraid of what others might say, but you can't let them tear you down.
0: If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a waitlist for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the waitlist to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's ClitTalkShow.com backslash wait